We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. I'm joined by the exact opposite of every other person I know, the lovely Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? Well, you don't know enough people. I don't, I don't get out much. Kind of a That's loner. A, I like to stay at home. Lone wolf. <laughs> Remember the you know, the serial killer? Like, yeah, he's kind of a loner, kind of keeps to himself. Seems like a nice enough guy. Never heard anything from the house. Mm, that's right. We were just talking about Jeff Dahmer. We were. I don't know why we were talking about it. Uh, victims. You were talking about victims. Victims, yes, Jeff Dahmer. Otherwise known as guests on the program. He's, and by the way, if you see any interview with Jeff Dahmer, he does seem like a very nice guy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Except for the... Eating people? Eating humans. Seems like a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a nice that used to be quite a bit more popular in the old days than it is today. Now, uh, people say, hey, what's eating you? Oh, Jeff Dahmer was the answer. We always start with the headlines of the day. Gave you a little free one there. So we could get a little freebie. Actual paper these are printed on so you know it's real. Star Great. Trek. Do you remember the Star Trek? I do. My ship. My crew. Uh, Star Trek's William Shatner. Oh, yeah. He says, man's impact on the climate will kill us all. No word yet on whether he is giving up his mansions, cars, jets, and trips to space. He's boldly gone where no man has gone before. Climate change, uh, when we were kids, they called it the four seasons. Yeah. It was weather. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) We called it weather. Winter. Right. Oh, I love I love the scams that the government plays on us. Don't you? No, I don't. I think that's. A <laughs> no, <laughs> Did you ever I... notice how? Here's a, here's a here's a my theory. If the real secret to curing climate change involved lowering my taxes dramatically, I don't think the government would be talking about climate change ever. That sounds about right. Somehow, yes. curing climate change always is about me paying more in taxes. That's odd, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, it – it, uh, In fact, there's no social ill. With, that a check can't take care of. Like I have a theory Not that – their check. Now, you're going to know money. I'm right when I say this, but you never hear anybody say this. Welfare Uh-oh. causes crime. All right. Let's bring it. OK. Go. So uh, you're on welfare. I pay you not to work, Mm -hmm. right? So what do you do all day? Oh, you smoke weed all day and then rob the liquor store down the street because when you smoke weed all day, that's the first brainy idea you're going to get. 
Sounds right to yeah, me. You can't find shoplifters that are not weed smokers. Oh, I know that for a fact. You do? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, homeless people. Uh, I know more homeless people by their first names than anybody you've probably ever met in your life. Why? Well, I have a little – we'll call it a volunteer job where I, it, it exposes me to many, many homeless people. Okay. Yeah. I hope it's a, a good thing that you are doing. I, I'm sure I it like is. I like to think it is. I'm making fun of them. That's always good, isn't it? I'm having I'm sure. fun at their expense, but no, I'm helping them. Good. Trying to. Try. They don't want help a lot of times, but try to. We're supposed to talk about real estate, but in the grand scheme of things, homelessness is what realtors cure. I like that. See how I did that? Oh, man. That's, See what I did that you brought it right around. Yeah. Full circle. Look at you. I was going to mention this two weeks ago. Has it been two weeks oh, since, been, since yeah. we talked? Quite, quite <laughs> since a we time. actually talked about real estate. So I have this uh, guy that I coach. His name is Dave. We'll call him it's David. We'll call him. And David was telling me that he held an open house. So we've been talking about buyers, and uh, uh, so David held an open house, and he did the. Fearless agent shtick, as I like to call it, in the open house, and and booked seven, count them, seven listing appointments. Impressive. That's a record. Yeah. Now maybe somebody's done more and not told me about it, but that's the most I've ever heard of. Uh, and I have never done that. I can honestly say that. Now I booked five listing appointments in one day, but it was after calling a googillion people asking them if they wanted to sell their house. So that works too. So uh, we, we had talked about open houses, but that's some of the results. So I wanted to talk about buyers. We, we've been talking about sellers quite a bit. So the top secret strategies to outsell your competition every single time is the topic of today's show. Exciting. Boom. I wish we had the top secret strategies bumper music, but we really don't, do we? Not I'll look into it. it. The new year's coming up for recording, okay. so, so I may know, be able to. It, it could yeah. happen. It could happen. It's like okay. eight or nine bucks. But so I'll there's it out. secrets, evidently, top secrets to getting the buyer. So one of the one of the secrets that we talked about a couple of weeks ago is get the buyer to come into the office and meet with you. We used to call it C I T O. Come into office. So. Let's say you're with one of these uh, newfangled companies or maybe a brand new company that doesn't have an office yet, but they're going to. So you would meet with them in a title company conference room, a uh, which would look about like this, wouldn't it? We have this big conference table here without the microphones and the foam padding on the wall <laughs> It would work. It's appropriate that they have padded walls where we work, isn't it? it you ever think fine. about that? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I like them. So how do we get the buyer to meet us in the office? There's three strategies I like. One is called the special house. So you could write that down. The other one is number two I call I don't work with buyers. That's number two to get the buyer to come into the house. And the name of number three is the owner-occupant-slash-investor 
or owner-occupant versus investor dialogue. So these are the three dialogues to get people to come in. So let's take them one at a time, shall we? So here's the secret to converting a buyer. So when you when you get buyer calls, uh, it would be probably off of the sign that you have in the uh, in the listing sign you have in somebody's yard. Then there's the uh, the ad you ran in one of those homes magazines, perhaps, uh, or online, they saw something uh, uh, about your listing with your phone number on it. So when you when you get caught off guard, uh, you're it's probably somebody calling from an ad, a sign call, or a uh, online ad of some sort, Facebook maybe, or however, however, or, you know, whatever. So the the secret to converting the buyer calls, which is the most difficult thing, it's one thing when you're sitting and making outbound prospecting calls to sellers and you're saying, hi, you know, Joe, this is Bob and I'm just calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. Well, I'm prepared to make that call. But when the incoming call comes in, maybe I'm not prepared. So if you learn this system, it will help you be prepared. So number one. Step one is to take control of that call right off the bat. So they're they're probably going to say, hey, I was calling off the ad. I, I saw an ad and the headline was such and such. Or I was looking online and you said you house, I have the house on this, this street or something like that. They're either going to mention the headline of the ad or the, or the street name of the, or the a- address of the house and have some questions about it. Number two is qualify them to find out if it's a listing opportunity or a buyer opportunity. So a lot of the people that are calling on your house may have a house to sell that they don't have listed with an agent yet. Number three would be to trade information. And then number four would be to close for an in-office appointment. So there was a point in my real estate career when I did business the same way realtors do which uh, gave me the same size paycheck that realtors get, which is not too great. So um, the average agent uh, back then was probably earning about $11,000 a year and adjusted for inflation. They're probably making even less now uh, that we have so much technology available. So realtors Never before in American history have realtors been making lower dollars per hour today, and it's because they are taught everything the opposite of what they should be doing in all these situations. So when you're converting the buyer call, um, what happened to me is I'm earning a poverty-level income. Then I go to a Floyd Wickman uh, sweat hogs, it was called, seminar. Now, there are many people listening to this podcast that are going, oh, I was a a sweat hog. Floyd changed my life. Well, that happened to me. And he was the guy that taught me the top secret strategies to outsell your competition every time. Uh, so I didn't invent this. This came from Floyd. He's a, he's the, was the smartest sales trainer ever in the real estate industry. There will never be anybody smarter unless I was to triple my IQ that would never happen, would it? Um, that would make I mean, it up to like 120. Everything I do lowers my IQ. Like um, Showing up here. Showing up here, yeah. hanging out with you, watching TV, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's, nothing good could come from any of that. So 
um, except lowering my IQ. So, uh, so you, first you take control, then you qualify. So when you take control of the uh, of the of the buyer in that situation, you know, you you say I, I'd say hi, this is Bob, and they'd say, oh hey, I, I'm calling because I saw your ad. Now if they're if they're calling on an ad, then they probably know uh, the price but they don't know the address. If they're calling on the web, they probably know the address and they may not know the price. Uh, or maybe they n- know both, but they but they don't know some other stuff about the house. So when they call, I, I would always do this. I would say, hey, uh, my name is Bob. What is your name? And they'd say, uh, well, I'd rather not give you my name. I'd say, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to call you Steve. Is that okay? And so, Steve, you called me, Steve, about a house. Isn't that correct, Steve? And they finally say, okay, my name is Joe. <laughs> or she's like, I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, especially with the women. They go, oh, this guy's nuts, So, uh, which is true. So so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my name is Bob. Your name is? And they'd say my name is Steve. And i go, okay, Steve, well – um uh, uh i i'm you caught me at a at a at an awkward moment if i were to call you back in just one minute after i changed locations in my office w- would you answer could i do that now if i don't know their number now perhaps they're calling on my phone and their number is displayed but if it's a black number or anything like that I'd say, what is your phone number? I'm going to call you back in 60 seconds or less, I promise you, and you get their phone number. Now, I may have their phone number. I'd say, in case we get disconnected, is this your cell phone number? It says 480-392-1111 or something like that. Is that your cell phone number, Steve? Yes, it is. Okay. I'm going to – if you don't mind, I'm going to hang up and call you back in 60 seconds. Now, I get to where I need to be. I have a clear head, and when I call them back, I've got the materials in front of me that I need. Okay, so that taking control is, is a good thing. So now I'm going to – and I say, by the way, um, what was the – which property did you call me on? So they're going to say, well, the ad says cannibal casserole, price chewed to the bone. Oh, okay. Let me Let me have my assistant – get me the information on that file, okay? So now my assistant is my right hand, okay? Uh, This is my only listing. It's my mom's house. I know all about it. Let me have my assistant get me the information on that property. Uh, Hang on one second, and then I'm, you know, covering the phone and saying, okay, okay. And then, by the way, while I'm waiting for her to get that information to me, what was it that attracted you to that house? Now we're, I've taken control and I'm qualifying them by asking them questions, okay? So write these questions down. What was it that attracted you to that property? If they saw the property, they drove by it, the ad, the whatever they saw. They say whatever they say. I'm writing it down. How long have you been looking uh, for a house to live in. And they go, oh, we've been looking for three years. Oh, okay. Well, tell me if this sounds like a dial tone. Boop, click. No. 
So they say, well, we've been looking for a month or two or something. And they say, now, I'm going to be tempted. I want you to write this down. Are you working with a realtor? Write that down and then cross through it about three times. Never, ever, whatever you do, ever ask that question. That would be insane, okay? Anybody who tells you you should ask them if they're working with a realtor is nuts. That's crazy. How many houses have you seen? Oh, well, we've seen about 20 or something like that. Okay. Uh, How many of those did you actually go inside of? Oh, we want to inside about, you know, five or six of them. What kept you from buying one of those? Uh, We really didn't see anything that we like, or maybe the agent was showing us stuff we didn't like. Do you own a house currently, or do you rent? Oh, no, we, we own a house. Oh, wow. It must be sold. Is that correct? No. Is it is it on the market? No. Boom. Now it's a listing appointment. I never talk again about the house they called in on and we start closing them for the listing appointment. Okay. So you could be costing yourself a small fortune. Were you aware of that? And then I go into the, the listing stuff. So now they say, oh, no, we're renting currently. Oh, what do you know my Assistant just handed me the information on your house. Uh, so if they, if they, if they did say they own a house, and it's not on the market, you say congratulations, it must be sold, right? They say no. I say well, it's at least on the market, isn't it? No. Well, wow, you could be costing yourself a small fortune. Can I explain what I mean by that? They go sure. I go, where, where is your house located? They tell me where it's located. How many bedrooms is it? What kind of price range is that in? Are you familiar with something called the buy-sell analysis? And then we'll get, get off on that and get them, get them do, doing, having done to them what all fearless agents would do and book, book that appointment. So you've taken control, you qualified, and now you're going to trade information. Okay, so they say um, – uh, no, we're renting. Oh, okay. What do you know? My assistant just handed me the information on that property. Uh, what can I tell you about the property? So just write this down. Offer, which is what can I tell you about the property? Answer, and then question. It's offer, answer, question, offer, answer, question, offer, answer, question. And we're trying to keep doing that until we get to where we know this is not the perfect house for them, and then we're going to book the appointment, okay? So the chances of them – so this is this is where agents blow it. You know, the every part of me wants to say, oh, you're going to love this house. This house is so great. It has uh, an upstairs. It has a downstairs. If you go out the back, there's these steps that lead down to this little area by the pool, and then you go down some more steps, and you go down to this area of the pool. It's so great. They spend a million dollars on the on the on the landscaping to get all those different levels being really cool. And then the buyer says, "Well, I'm in a wheelchair, so that's really not going to work for me." So instead of me selling the house, I'm going to offer answer question. What can I tell you about the house? They say, "Well, how many bedrooms is it?" Uh, it is three bedrooms. Is that what you're looking for? So I answered it, and then I asked the question. They go, yeah, that, that would work. We'd, we'd prefer to have four. Say, okay, but you could, if, 
if this was the perfect house for you in every other way, three bedrooms might work for you? Yes. Okay. Because again, I'm not trying to sell this house. I'm trying to sell an appointment with this buyer. That's the sales pitch. Okay. So what else can I tell you about the house? Is it two-story or single level? This happens to be two-story. Well, we really need a one-story house. Okay. If it was one story, uh, you you would consider it, but you would not ever consider it if it is two story. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So now I'm at a dead end. I know this, this is not the house for them, and I'm going to keep going. But what if they said, no, two stories fine? I'd say, okay, what else can I tell you about the house? Is there a homeowners association fee. There is. It's $200 a month. Would that be okay with you? Uh, I think we're trying to avoid any house that has a homeowners association fee. Okay. Let's say it was perfect in every other way, but it does have the $200 a month homeowners association fee. And again, that's not engraved in stone. That could go up someday. Would you rule that out completely or would you still consider it? They go, no, I, I think I'd rule that out completely. Okay. So it sounds to me like you're looking for something kind of special. Am I right about that? Yeah. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks to me like you're calling off of signs or maybe stopping into open houses or you're uh, looking at ads uh, on the internet or maybe in the other other places. Um, it, is that what you're doing? So what I did there is I get their attention. I'm trying to get their attention. Okay. So, so sounds to me like you're looking for kind of something kind of special. Yeah, that's true. We don't want something extremely mediocre. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But are you? And then I name all the things they can be doing except using a realtor. Okay, so I name uh, going into open houses, looking online, looking at ads online or, or in other other places, um, driving around, looking at signs, writing down addresses. Is that what you're doing? So I named all the things they can be doing. They go, yeah, that's what we're doing. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Steve. But going about it that way, you're virtually guaranteed to not get a special one. Can I explain why that is? Yeah, Bob, why is that? Well, the really special houses, the really great deals, they sell before they ever many times make – they never get advertised. They never even make it to the internet. They never make it – sometimes they don't even make it onto the MLS – do you know who we sell those houses to, Steve? No, who? We sell them to our direct clients. Can I explain how that works? Yes, here's how that works. I would have you come into my office. I would ask you a bunch of questions about what you like and really import, more importantly, what you don't like. Because I don't want to waste your time looking at houses you don't like, okay? And the number one complaint, as an aside, of of agents by buyers is they keep showing us stuff we don't like. Well, of course, we're selling, showing you what you don't like. We're showing you what you can afford, and no one likes that, of course. 
But that is the number one complaint. So I don't want to waste your time looking at a bunch of houses you don't like. Uh, That way, we can more quickly get to the ones you do like. And that way, we can more quickly get to the ones you love. And that way, we can more quickly get to your favorite house. And by the way, Steve, your favorite house will be everybody's favorite house. And our job is to beat every other buyer to your favorite house. Does that make sense to you, Steve? Yes, it does. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to find a time when we can meet in my office. I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you have a 9 to 5 job, Steve? You do. Okay. Well, I've got 7 p.m. available tomorrow night, or would the following night be better? And that, my friends, is how it's done. Okay? So if if you only get paid for two things in real estate, and you do, One is booking an appointment and the other is getting a signature. Then first step with a buyer is to book an appointment. Okay. Now, before we meet, Steve, I'm going to have my lender call you and he's going to pre-approve you for a monthly payment. Oh, I've I've already been approved for a mortgage. Okay, Steve, what was the maximum monthly payment? that you were pre-approved for by your lender. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's because you got the wrong lender. The lender's job is to pre-approve you for a monthly payment, not a loan amount. Because when a house has a a, uh, homeowner's association fee or a different tax structure or um, some kind of solar uh, scam additional fee or anything, that comes out of the monthly payment and dramatically changes that loan amount. And if your lender didn't tell you that, you you don't have the... So I'm going to have my lender, no matter which lender you use, I'm going to have my lender call you so you at least know what is the maximum monthly payment that you're actually approved for. And when when he calls, his name is, and then I, you know, their name is, her name is, And then I will look forward to seeing you at 7 p.m. tomorrow night at my office. Uh, And again, I'll have the coffee ready for you and look forward to seeing you then. So, by the way, if if any of what we talk about here on the Fearless Agent broadcast makes any sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our free webinar. It's in the banner at the top over on the right. Click on that. You can call me anytime here at my cell phone number, 480-385-8810. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if that would be a good fit for you. If for any reason it's not a good fit for you, I'm still going to help you in any way I can. So you can always ask me questions. You can call me anytime. Don't think you're bothering me. I have nothing better to do than to make you rich. And if you're an owner of a real estate company and you happen to be earning less or happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, or you thought about starting your own company and recruiting agents to get rich, because that's the way you will get the richest in real estate, no doubt about that, give me a call after watching my video at fearlessagentrecruiting.com. 
and that will help you and then give me a call. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us again at fearlessagent.com. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Please subscribe to fearlessagent.tv. And until next week, always do what fearless agents do. We always have fun. Stay humble and be fearless. Thanks, gang.